You bring me ale and a candle. You, scribe, uh, write this down. <clears throat> to my dearest Amos, brother in the Numa, alongside this letter you will find more official reports of the Battle of Mont Saint-Michel, which I hope you will read with your usual diligence. But I feel in this instance a more personal account may be of some use to you and the other Baptists. Two days ago, four strange individuals turned up at the gates. A paler, an Anabaptist, a Spitalian, and a chronicler. They were received with the proper welcomes. But nevertheless, they came and sought me out in the chapel. Thankfully, I had finished my meditations and was leaving when they caught me. They had a strange aura about them. A intensity that I was not used to receiving. They started by spouting nonsense. Words that could not be true. The fall of Wren. The hordes of victims from Britain. But I sensed a deeper purpose. And indeed the Numa guided me. For the Pale One broke first. They were in possession of what they called a Paris key, which was supposedly of great value to these victims and their master in Britain. As you know, I am not a learned man, and this name meant nothing to me. That and their unbelievable story made me question their true intent. I must admit, the arrogance and the attitude of the pillar nearly made me lose my temper. And so, to retain some composure, I advised that they meet me in the keep later that day, while I made some inquiries. The guards informed me that the group had, shortly after arrival, deposited a large quantity of burn, which we promptly destroyed, which they had supposedly taken from Apocalyptics. This too threw some doubt onto their tale. However, I sent scouts south, and they found a body covered in tattoos and strange pigments, just as they had described, and unlike any of the clanners that we see here. They also found a set of footprints heading directly back to Wren. I must confess, we had had no communication from the settlement for some days, but truth be told, I was not unhappy with this turn of events, and so I had not sent anyone to investigate. This was another of my errors. My scholars told me a Paris key can open vaults or chests of great value, and only a few were constructed, the height of pre-Echaton security. When they rejoined me in the keep, I confronted them on this, and in my arrogance sought to keep them here and the artifact by instructing them to secrete it in the vault, alongside our other relics. They were resistant, but I forced the matter. Despite the pause, my temper had not abated and the strange reek 
from the Palin and the Spitalian grew. I lost my temper, brother, and nearly had them all set. And nearly had them all thrown out. It is a good thing I did not. If I had known what would happen, I would have told them to cast it into the deepest depths of the sea. I prepared the orgiastics and redoubled our efforts on repairing parts of the fortifications. Two days later, the Pictons arrived. When Ganares, the Ferromancer King, assaulted Mont Saint-Michel, his minions arrived like a swarm of locusts. Filling the plains, but easily swatted, these Pictons arrived like a storm from the mist. A whirl of grey and green flashes. The outer defences slew many, but were utterly overwhelmed in moments. From the keep, I observed this, while the chronicler Mouse stayed quietly in the corner, occasionally interjecting with, I am forced to admit, useful nuggets of information on our attackers. When the last defences fell, I ordered the opening of the gates to allow our lancers to charge forth. It was a sight of pure beauty and power, my brother. A wave of horse and man and lighted lance. They sliced through the pictons like a heated blade. But alas, it was not enough. Your cousin, Bartimaeus, insisted on being one of the first into the fray. His horse was gravely wounded by a Picton axe. Thankfully, others were able to return him to the keep where he was administered to by the Spitalian, something for which we must at least be grateful. Alas, the gatekeepers, perhaps through shock or compassion, left the gate open too long. Once the Pictons were through, they could not be closed. I have never seen such a thing. Men and women, with the strength of bears, impervious to pain. They do not feel it, brother. They fight with limbs missing, or with eyes gouged out. They will crawl and claw and bite until all life has been extinguished from them. The paler finally showed his worth sitting atop the balustrades and firing down into the crowd. I am told by those near him that he is quite the marksman, even with that strange device of his. But it was the Anabaptist, Laurentine, to whom I commend you the most. She stood atop the gate, fearing no creature of evil, and raining fire down upon them. Alas, one of her compatriots' tanks exploded, but she was saved at the last minute, falling onto the cobbles below, something which may have felled a lesser person. However, she stood, and from her back drew... I almost do not wish to tell you this, Baptist, but she drew an axe made of biokinetic flesh, a heinous weapon, but one whose usefulness is beyond question. She clove through them, striking down man after man, the corpses piled up in front of her. But alas, she alone could not hold back the tide, and I saw that my men were breaking. 
I instructed Mouse to head down to the vault and keep guard of the Paraski with our other relics. While I donned my armor, prayed my valedictions, and headed into the fray myself. My guards and I were able to rally the spirits of my men. It had been too long since my blade had tasted blood, and I was stiff from old age and ill use. Nevertheless, it was glorious, glorious and terrible. Never have I fought such foes. It was only here, amongst them, that I realized they were almost naked, despite the gold. And when one of their brethren, or heaven forbid, one of our orgiastics fell, even as some clamored forward to kill the next man, others behind dropped to their knees and tore flesh from the corpses. As I've said before, I am no scholar, but it seems to me, Baptist, that there is an evil even beyond that of the Demiurge. This went on for some time, and it was only when the heat of battle fled my eyes that I realized that the four had gone missing. Fearing that they may have used this distraction to flee with the artifact, I headed myself up to the keep, leaving my guards behind to help push back the last of the Pictons. As I headed further into the city, I found only a trail of bodies, their necks broken. A rage filled me, and I fed on. It was only as I reached the mouth of the tunnel leading down into the cellar that I realized that who dares interrupt me? What? My brother. We shall finish this later, scribe. Prepare the other documents. Amos will want to see them all. Do not include the report on Benefaccio and his team. The Baptist does not need to know about them, nor the contents of his apothecary. We will keep our plans to cross the gauntlet a secret until it is proven that they can survive.